everybody. Welcome to the Others Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Penny. Joining me this week, our first Canadian guest, I think, if I remember correctly. If you follow us on Instagram or anywhere else, you probably know this guy. You've probably heard us talk about him numerous times in the past. Um, it is Mr. History Vault, a.k.a. OG Vault, a.k.a. The Sixth Letter. How you doing, man? Peace, man. I'm smooth, bro. How you doing, man? Yeah, not too bad here. Not too bad. So you are based in... You're in Toronto, is that right? Yeah, Toronto, Canada. Okay, so yeah, as I say, most people that listen to this podcast probably know you through um, your Instagram accounts where you buy and sell BBC stuff and BAPE stuff, but then also a lot of people probably know you through your music as well. And yeah, you, had, um, you had an album out recently... Yeah, um, a bathing ape in a hot box. We just dropped that back in November. It's on all streaming platforms and stuff, you know. Good plug. Yeah. Nice early plug in there. Yep, uh, most people will have probably listened to that, but if you have not, get on that, and we will talk about that a little bit more later on, I think. But we're going to start this off with this episode, and we're going to talk about Hypnotize You this week. <laughs> Classic. Just close eyes and hypnotize you. <laughs> I think this is um, a very underrated and slept-on song. Yeah. I don't hear this. I don't hear this enough. It's actually a really dope song. I really, I thoroughly enjoy that record. It comes on. I don't skip that shit. I fuck with that. Yeah, yeah. I keep that one on every time. Sure. It pops yeah. up on YouTube quite regularly. I happily sit there and watch the video. Uh, yeah. It helps that the video is quite easy on the eye as well. I think. Um, mm. But all in all, it's a, it's a great song and great video. Um, just to give everybody the the kind of stats and the information, um, it was the second and final single from Nothing. As most people probably know, it was produced by Daft Punk. It was actually their first production feature um, for another artist. Uh, and they also have writing credits on the song as well. It was released on the 16th of October 2010. I feel really, really old. Um, the video came out uh, about a month later or so. Um, and there are also a number, re- uh, a number of remixes to this song as well. There were five remixes um, that came out, I think, with the single. Really? Um, the video itself was directed by Paul Hunter, who has obviously done numerous NERD and Pharrell videos, currently sitting at 13 million views on YouTube. In terms of chart positions, I haven't really got much info on the chart positions. Uh, I know in Belgium, it got to a fairly poor 54, uh, and that's about all I've got in terms of that. I don't remember it charting very well anywhere, to be honest. As I say, I think this was a quite a slept-on song. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. But from the... As I say, this was like the final <clears throat> single from Nothing. I think they only had... Was it the two singles uh, from Nothing? Obviously, I don't think they were particularly keen in terms of promoting the album. They weren't happy with the album and the label at the time. So... It makes sense that they didn't really, didn't really release much off of it, didn't do a huge amount of promo work for it. I guess this video is reasonably high budget. Yeah, and with only two, I think two videos from the, uh, the album, there was probably more budget to spend than there would normally be. But all in all, um, a fa- I think a fairly strong song, um, a fairly strong video. Uh, I guess most people have seen the video, but it, 
it's quite simplistic in terms of its its concept and um, what happens in the video. So we've got Pharrell and as some of the points, Shay and Chad um, in a mansion, which looks to be in Miami or there or thereabouts, that part of the world, mm-hmm. um, with a number of women who are um, seemingly hypnotized by Pharrell, as you can imagine, based on the name of the song. Um, in that's that's kind of all there is to it, really. There's, there's not an awful lot. It's quite a quite a sort of simplistic video in terms of the the concept of it. Are you a, are you a fan of the video itself? Yeah, I'm actually watching it as you're talking about it. It's like on mute right now. I'm just like taking in the visuals. I haven't watched it in a couple of days. But yo, um, yeah, I definitely am a fan of it, man. It's it's sick how they put it together. The aesthetic is is very clean. You know, straight to the point. And um, I don't know if you've noticed this, and I'm just like really trying to analyze it now as I'm talking to you. But uh, there's just there's a few scenes in there where he's wearing uh, the BBC Money Rolls print uh, swim shorts. I wonder if that's the same same pair that that was in the That Girl video. Quite possibly, yes. Because they didn't re-release that, as far as I know. No, they haven't. So yeah, quite quite possibly it is. Yeah. So I'm looking at that. That's pretty. It's pretty dope that he brought that back, if that is the exact same pair. Yeah, and we've got quite a few um, BBC items throughout the video. We've got the white jet BBC the jet polo, polo, yeah, that's which amazing. is one of the very few which actually has the astronaut head on, on the, the side sleeve too. as well. Yeah, there weren't that many. We've got the tiger camo shorts. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got noted here, yeah, the the yellow money roll shorts. We've then got, I think Shay's wearing a BBC uh, NASA logo hat, and then we've got Chad in one of the BBC uh, balaclavas. I think it was one of the astronaut balaclavas. Yep. That's a classic scene right there. When I was just sitting on the couch. Watching the the black and white movie, and I can't... The The hypnotist. Yes, that's it. I was trying to think of the name of it. So yeah, we've got some uh, some classic BBC items uh, throughout the video. Not too heavy on the very subtle the product placement. Yeah, yeah. I think this is where they were starting to get a bit more clever about it. Yeah, as per usual, because prior to that, it was just like in your face, <laughs> like yo, BBC ice cream, BBC ice cream. Yeah, a lot of the earlier stuff was very much like that. It was uh, branding everywhere. Yeah. Everyone was dressed head to toe Everybody. BBC. Yeah. And then we had a few videos where we saw none of it whatsoever. Yep. Um, not quite sure why, but that's kind of what they chose to do. And then, yeah, this is where it's just starting to come back in, where I think we're starting to see a little bit of um, of a resurgence in the the brand. They It became a little bit more, uh, I guess, grown up around mm-hmm. this time, um, a lot cleaner, a lot simpler. It was turning into a bit more of a, a grown-up brand. You know what's crazy? At this time in my life, when, when I was witnessing this change occurred i was like nah man i was not like i wasn't fucking with it at all i was just like yo i need that shit from like a couple seasons prior like the 06 to like 8 kind of stuff like that was my shit but now like i have a bunch of these pieces from like those seasons and it's just like they just feel right like now i understand it more at the time i was much younger and shit you know i was really into the flamboyant flashy type of like style but it's good to have that balance and be able to mix it up you know yeah definitely so I really, I really appreciate those those subtle joints. Now, like my favorite stuff from either brand, Bape or BBC Ice Cream, is the stuff that's like 
you don't really know what it is until you see the tags, or you have to pay attention to the small details on it to be like, oh, that's what that is. Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. But it's a dope piece nonetheless, regardless of what brand it is. You might see it and be like, yo, that's a nice jacket. What brand is that? Oh shit! Like you know, and then you realize it's Bape, like or BBC Ice Cream. Like that's like yeah. my favorite type of piece. Yeah. So not on a not a large amount of product placement in terms of the BBC and ice cream stuff. We've got the. Um, of course, we've got a Beats Boom box, the Beat <laughs> box in the video. I guess we still see this a lot now, but especially around this time, this is when Beats was becoming really big and had product placement in every music video going. Pretty much every video there was. Yeah, they were spending a lot of money um, you know, on their marketing budget. So in terms of the song itself, as I say, very underrated. Um, a really nice beat, a real... Um, I don't know how, how to phrase it. A very um, sexual song, <laughs> I guess, is a way of putting it. Yeah, for sure. You know, there are a lot of innuendos in there. You know, the behind you, the inside you, mm-hmm. um, used alternately in the, uh, in the hook. And it's kind of got that slow pace to it where it is that kind of i was gonna say romantic it's not necessarily romantic but that kind of background music you know if you were let's say whining and dining your uh, significant other what else have we got in terms of the song i'm trying to flick through my notes and see what we've got as i say not much promo for this um this song itself there is another version um on youtube a live version from uh letterman uh wait letterman yeah okay no i don't think i've seen that one um i thought you were about to say there was a a live version where it's like they're in a living room or something is that what you're talking about no this is on the the letterman show i think the living room one you're thinking of is um it's it's in paris i believe and it was for a tv company or something and yeah they did six or seven tracks from the album yeah. i think okay that's what i'm thinking i've definitely seen that i'm not sure about the letterman one though but yeah go on i didn't mean to cut you off my bad that's right um yeah the, the letterman one is um a slightly strained performance uh, i'm not quite sure if it came at the start or the end of you know whatever promo they did um it's not a, a particularly good live performance mm-hmm. you have pharrell kind of sat on a stool <laughs> seemingly str- struggling to hit some of the high notes which, which can be understandable and then you've got chad and shay uh in the back looking i would say exceptionally bored huh. uh and not not really do, doing anything or having any involvement whatsoever so yeah. certainly not one of the best um live performances i've seen from nerd i'm gonna get that one on look after <laughs> yeah i'll try and put a link in the show notes for uh, anyone that wants to go and watch it but yeah don't don't expect much from it <laughs> yeah exactly don't have high hopes in terms of being entertained yeah. by it in any way that's pretty much all the notes i had in terms of uh, the song like i say it didn't the album itself didn't really do an awful lot the tracks from the album um didn't really do an awful lot as i say they, they weren't happy with the album they didn't do much promo for it we had this and what was the first single was it uh hot and fun I think, yeah hot and fun yeah with uh, nelly Furtado. yeah which is the track that i dislike the most she's she's canadian as she well she is yeah. yeah where in canada do you know oh uh, 
I think I Googled it one time, and it was, like, Nova Scotia. <laughs> I was so curious, because I remember growing up, hearing that she was, like, Canadian. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like, I always thought she was American, but no, I think it's, like, Nova Scotia or something like that. I don't know. But def- not from def- in your way, though. No, 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 not, not from around here, nah. <laughs> but in the country somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. It's a big old country. Yeah, anything you've got to kind of mention about the track? Anything you, you'd like or, or even dislike about it? Um, nah, what I really like is the beat and the fact that, like, the falsetto mesh of, like, his vocals and the beat together. Just, I don't know, there's something about it. It's really, like, cool. I really like that song. I really like that song. Like, whenever it comes on, I'm just like, ah, oh, this is a dope song. Let it just, you know, just vibe out to it and shit. But, um, nah, it's not really, like, one of those songs where, like, I go crazy about, like, yo, this song here and then this part of that, da, 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 like, can't really break it down like that, but it's just a dope song. I can, you can just appreciate it, you know, for what it is. Yeah, for sure, definitely. Yeah, it's definitely one that, as you say, when it comes on, I'll, I'll always make sure I listen to it. It's not one I tend to skip through. Especially the video. I feel like the video somewhat, like, hypnotizes you as well. It's like, it just locks you in, like, you just gotta pay attention. Well, that yeah, it, it works for, uh, there's a lot of, um kind of close-up shots of both Pharrell and the women in the video of just, yeah. you know, uh, headshots that are kind of quite tight where they're just looking into the camera, which, which I guess kind of, you know, draws your own eyes into that mm-hmm. as well. So it kind of works on that level too. They had it all planned out. Yep. Great record though, man. All right, let's... Uh, this was a quick one. Let's try and give this uh, a score of some kind if we can. If you out of ten for the for the song and then for the video, what would you what would you give it? Mm, the video, I'll give it like a solid like seven. I'll give it a solid seven. The record, mm, I want to say the same, maybe an eight, because the beat's just so dope and different, and that's what I love Neptune's for, right? And NERD, like I love their shit for being dope and different, so. It was exactly what it was supposed to be in my in my eyes, in my opinion. So yeah, I'd 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 say like an eight for the record, video seven. Yeah. I think <clears throat> we're on the same wavelength. I would say about the same. Yeah, a kind of six to seven for the video for me. It's nothing mind blowing, but as you say, kind of aesthetically, it's quite nice. And it fits it's, the uh, record, right? Yeah, it's subtle. It's laid back. It's well shot it looks very good but yeah nothing mind-blowing so yeah good six or solid seven and yeah the song itself would be uh kind of seven to eight for me as well as you said the beat works really well with the vocals mm-hmm. um yeah you've got a daft punk beat on there which is yeah you know i always forget that i always think it's neptune but they they co-produced it they added like additional like i think like synths or some shit on it Yes, having a, a Daft Punk beat is a is a rarity, and I think yeah. it works really well. And like you say, the vocals kind of match very well with it to kind of get through a whole track. Well, not a whole track, but a lot of a track in that kind of uh, falsetto range. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always work on a lot of songs. It can come yeah, across yeah. as quite annoying at times. It yeah, doesn't always sound right much. if it's not yeah if it's not matched with the Production. the right track. Yeah. But in in this one, it really does work very very well. Yep. Just unfortunately, there's a lot of those high notes, and uh, <laughs> that obviously that obviously took its toll on Pharrell's poor voice when he was trying yeah. to promote this. Yo, uh, don't mean to sidetrack you, but yeah, I just looked it up real quick. Nelly Furtado is actually from British Columbia. Okay, so that's yeah, British Columbia, Canada. Yeah. Fun fact for all of you Nelly Furtado fans out there. Yeah. And where is British Columbia? That's on the the west. That's the west coast. 
Yeah, my Canadian geography is uh, isn't as good as it should be. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's move on then. Uh, what have we got next? Let's talk about. We'll leave pickups till the end because I'm sure you've probably got some things to mention. Let's talk about some recent goings on since the uh, the last podcast. So recent BBC releases. We've got. Um, I can't remember if we talked about this previously. A number of new releases are uh, in the UK. Uh, Japan also doing some some nice stuff at the moment. But the kind of big ticket items, I guess, of the last month or two were the re-release of the Swarovski uh, yeah, t-shirts yeah. and hoodies. Uh, we had the BBC Arch logo and then the, uh, was it the Cone Man? The Ice Cream Cone Man? Yeah. Um, so, so a shout, you know, uh, a throwback to the uh, originals that kind of came out, what were they, season, season one? Season one, yeah. yeah. Now, I think as with as with every kind of re-release we get, these get mixed reviews from uh, from the people out there on Instagram and across the internet. Yeah. Um, so I'd be, inter- I'd be interested to hear what you kind of think about um, the brand kind of re-releasing these designs, especially kind of these high-end uh, kind of Swarovski items, which yeah. Yeah, the originals are really, really sought after and used to go for crazy, crazy money as well. Yeah, that yeah that part for sure. Word. Um, honestly, like I'm not personally that I'm not a fan of the re-releases, but I can understand why they do them, and it's like, it's cool because it 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 gives the. Um, like the new fans, the people that are just catching wind of like what happened when they weren't paying attention, like you know the history and shit. They're like, oh well, they the very first season ever they had these. Swarovski tees like this brand comes out of nowhere and then they have five hundred dollar t-shirts. It's like wow, this is insane. Like, what's so special about this shirt? Why is it five hundred dollars? And then you, you know, what I'm saying you 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 read read the specs, you understand that it's made from hundred percent Swarovski crystals, which isn't expensive, uh, isn't cheap, and it's made in manufactured in Japan using like high quality fa- fabrics and stuff. And then then you have import charges and fees and all that that come into play, plus shipping and taxes and all that. So. The price kind of makes sense, you know, but um, yeah, for the new guys, man, the new fans and stuff that are just catching wind, it gives them a chance to to own these things or like, because it's not the same thing, but like it's a piece of the the history per se, you know. So it's like it gives them a chance to experience like, all right, this is that release. Like now, here's your chance to get this again, since you missed out the first time. So that part's cool for the new guys and shit, but um, for us OGs, man, it's just like it's it'll, it'll never be the same. You know, because, like, for one, the arch, the logos aren't exactly the same, specifically, the, like, the Cone Man release. Because, like, it's one word, ice cream, as opposed to ice and then cream under it, right? And um, I've seen some of the pictures of people wearing it, and it looks like it's actually smaller. Like, the print is smaller than the original one. It took up more of the actual T-shirt on the front for the original. Right, okay, yeah. So less crystals being used. Yeah, yeah, so that, graphic, that makes yeah. sense why the, the price is damn near half of, the, of what it used to cost when it first came out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then you have the fact that it was manufactured in USA as opposed to Japan. So, like, all of that comes into play. So, yeah, it's it's cool for the new guys. For us, it's just like, man, just leave it alone. That's how I feel about it. But um, personally, the only thing that I kind of liked about this release, the re-release, was the fact that they did the, uh, the hoodies. Mm-hmm. That's something different that hasn't been done. They didn't do that the first season. So, like, that's cool. If they just did it as hoodies, I would have been like, yo, that's dope. Like, keep it up. Like, you know, but 
the fact that they did the tease again, it's like, oh man, now the people that have the originals, it's like you get you get these people that are thinking it's the the re-release. Like, oh wait, they did this before. There's the people that didn't even know that this is a re-release. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like that kind of fucks that whole thing up, and it's just personally outside looking in, it's kind of like slightly tarnishing the legacy a bit. Because it's like, if you're going to do something again, why, why not make it better than the first time you did it, you know? And it's definitely yeah. not better than the first, so. The hoodies is cool. Say, I feel the same way about the uh, the re-release of the Season Zero brown uh, tee. Yeah. I, I, I hate the fact that they did the shirt, but the hoodie is cool. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that's cool because it hasn't been done before, especially in that, that colorway. So, yeah, that's how I feel about re-releases. Especially the <laughs> specifically the new stuff, yeah, yeah, latest. Yeah, I, I kind of get you with that. Um, as you say, you know, if you're gonna go back to a classic and try and reimagine it or copy mm. it or whatever it is you're trying to achieve, then um, then yeah, you'd want to see it be done in a in a better way, ideally. Mm-hmm. But again, you know, they've I guess they have to kind of um, balance out the cost and where they you know what their price points are and what mm. the market is like at the moment and what exactly. they're yeah you know, and, and they're All a different brand stuff. yeah they're a different brand nowadays compared to season one you see what it first was yeah season one there was you know a bunch of us that you know there weren't that many releases it was kind of quite a small community of people that very was niche. really into it it's very very niche um and they released really limited quantities and you know they knew people would queue to get them and you know they would resell at high prices now you know they don't necessarily want that they want people to be able to you know impulse purchase these things so the price point mm-hmm. has to be lower you know you go to the the BBC store you go to the Bape store you go to any of those stores around there and they're generally not older people I know I'm older than than you but they're not generally people of my kind of age that were around when the first releases came out. They are generally yeah. teenagers, like people 60, in, like fifteen to like twenty five type. Yeah, shit, like exactly, yeah, exactly, yeah. And they don't necessarily have the disposable income to spend five or six hundred on a on a t shirt, and nor would they probably want to either. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's, there's a balancing act to. to and I totally get that brand. aspect as far as pricing goes and. The only way to get to that price point <clears throat> is to cut manu- manufacturing costs, and also like you know what I'm saying, kind of just give up other other practices that they had in the past to kind of just you know make things cheaper and affordable and realistic for them to do. So like I totally get that, totally get that. It's it's unfortunate for like you know the the sake of like uh, graphic design. And, like, you know, the way everything was made before with attention to detail. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that time has passed. Nothing's going to stay the same. Everything changes. So it is, it is what it is at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, yo, just a side note, because I'm just thinking about it, too. I'm like, damn, like, what could they have done to make this, like, Swarovski release better? The T-shirt, specifically. Because the hoodie mm-hmm. is the hoodie. They didn't do that before. That's new. Yeah. But the T-shirt, the ice cream one, I feel like they could have... It it might have been well not might have it definitely would have been more expensive to do, but I feel like if they were to okay you see how, uh, hold on, give me a second here I'm gonna show you mm-hmm. an example on the screen hold on all right you see how this this is the original comment right season one I've got one of them in the wardrobe as well yep 
Yeah, this is a classic right here. So the only difference is this is the one that doesn't have the cherry on top. But yeah. this is an example of what the front is. The outline of this was Savarsky, right? What yeah. they could have done for the new one is have this part on the back mm -hmm. of the shirt in Savarsky as well. Like yeah. that would have been dope to see because that hasn't been done before. Like the Savarsky originals was just the front. They didn't yeah. have though the the, the Coleman design the the tees had this on the back. The Savarsky was the only Coleman that didn't have that at the time. So doing this again like this on the new Savarskis that would have been dope. But of course it would have cost them a bit too much money and that's probably why they didn't do it. I wouldn't be yeah, surprised exactly. if they did they, that that was an option like maybe maybe we, we could do this but it's gonna cost too much and then the price et cetera et cetera but. Yeah, I just feel like that would have been something dope to see. Cause it's, it's a classic design, but that hasn't been done in that way. So it's different, you know? So as people listening, um, what you're referring to is, yeah, you've got the, the cone man on the front, as we know, but then on the, the back, just to the, the side at the bottom, there's a, a fairly large um, ice it's cream like logo there it's as like well. It's like a melting logo, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you're referring to, you were showing me on the screen, um, that kind yeah, of I forgot this is just well. the audio. I gotta yeah, like. exactly. Yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> I gotta describe that. My but bad. Everyone else has to listen. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the back is basically yeah what Penny just said. It's just like the melting logo that says ice cream inside like the the melting ice cream on the back of the shirt. So the bottom left of the of the shirt. That's where like the the, the print is. So obviously the, this release we've got plain white and black and mm. uh, t-shirts and hoodies. And then obviously the the clear kind of Swarovski crystals. What I would like to have seen, and what I actually thought they would probably do um, as well, is is in, inject some color into it. Mm -hmm. So again, those that listen to the pro podcast probably know, um, probably follow, hopefully follow, uh, Bust Down Tees. So um, Annalise yeah, and and uh, Sim, Sim as well. Um, okay. Hopefully they will be on this podcast soon. So keep listening for that. But yeah, hope you know they've also been doing their kind of custom Swarovski uh, BBC tees now for for a while, and they've had you know the OG logo uh, with the re-releases, um, the running dog. Uh, well, was there one other one as well? I can't remember. But they've they've had a couple. Oh, at they least. did the uh, the human made tee. It was the human made uh, tee yes, that had that's the right, legal yes. chains with the chains on. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. With that kind of happening recently, and obviously with their their kind of links to BBC as well, I would have thought that BBC would have followed suit and, and gone down that route and actually, yeah, you know, done something similar to what they're doing. I was doing. surprised and, to not see that actually. You're right, word, yeah, because those Cone Man logos on the originals, you know, they're all the different colorways and uh, and the brand itself, especially around those that time, those early days, it's all about the colors, colors and, and how they buoyant style, like, yeah. Exactly. So I, I would love to have seen some of those colors um, from the original logos kind of brought mm -hmm. into the, the Into the Savarsky design, you mean, right? Like the, yes, like exactly, the crystal yeah. Placement. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I would like to say, especially, yes. if you, especially if you're just using plain white and plain black T-shirts and, and hoodies. Yeah. You know, even a small amount of color, like a stripe of blue or, you know, just a red cherry or something mm. like that would have really, I think, made Subtle. it pop. yeah, yeah. Yeah, made it look really good, just I to think. Make it, yeah, I totally agree with that. And also, they could have just done different colorways. Exactly, yeah. Like, of the actual shirts and yeah. hoodies, yeah. That would have been dope to see too, like like pastel kind of colorways that suit ice cream, like you know. 
Definitely, yeah. I was, I was quite surprised yeah. it was limited to those two colours and not surprised it was limited to the two designs, but... I feel like they, the ice cream one was only on white tees. Yes. And then the, the, the black Arch one... Arch logo yeah, was, was black. It yeah. was on the black, yeah. I was, yeah. I didn't, I didn't understand why they did that, did that like that instead of having both for each design, black and white for each design, because that's how it originally was. Exactly, yeah, and, and that's one of the reasons I didn't end up getting one of the Coneman tees, because I probably would have got one. Yeah, because you wanted, if, if you would have got the black one. If it was one. a black one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't blame you, man, like, <laughs> mm. I would have definitely went for the black one, too. Yeah, so was, I don't know, maybe they, they're going to save it for another drop, another collection, perhaps, I don't know. I hope so, and I would imagine so. The fact that this was kind of so limited, it yeah. almost seems like yeah. they were... Just um, testing water. Just testing the water, exactly, yes. And yeah. just seeing what the kind of feedback was, whether people were still interested in this. And if so, then, yeah, maybe bring out some different colorways or different designs or whatever it may be. But for those... Um, for those listening, for those that do like the Swarovski stuff, and personally, I do like it. Again, I'm with you in terms of... Um, my feelings about re-releasing of designs but if you didn't get to to cop any of these because they were a u.s release only we didn't see them um in europe or in or in japan um i would just say keep your eye if you're in europe at least keep your eyes peeled because there will be something new and different coming at some point in the near future that's all i will say for now but yeah, if you like the Swarovski, you didn't get to cop one, just yeah, keep your eyes on the BBC EU uh, Instagram and website and there may be something there at some point soon. What else have we got recently? Oh yes, we saw the, uh, the new Digipack uh, NMD Hues uh, in blue. I actually have no idea what that is. I'm about to look that up right now. Yeah, when it comes to those, like I'm, I'm like out the loop. It's not really like my my cup of tea. You're not into those oh, at all. Nah, nah. What's it called? Say it again. Say the name. So it's the uh, NMD Hughes. I think they're probably still on the BBC website. And uh, the new designs were the the Digi Pack. So based on the right. um, Digi Camo that they that they used to use. So we saw um, a blue and a green release and then uh, a red version for, for friends and family, from what I can tell. I, I know a lot of people that listen to this, um, they generally like the, the NMDs uh, and the Hue stuff. Me personally, with this release, I've passed up on this release. To me, the kind of digipack design looks too much like plaid and it's even referred to as plaid as well i think in the marketing and i do not like anything with a plaid design on it whether it's shoes t-shirts shirts whatever it may be i really don't like a plaid design so so i have to say i passed on these and obviously you have no interest in them anyway so, <laughs> no. so you haven't got them either <laughs> I'm I'm just trying to find a picture of them right now, actually. But you said plaid, though. I do remember seeing some shoes that had plaid on it. Like it's on the BBC Instagram, no? That's it. Yeah, they Maybe were. That's where I should look. Yeah, they were only. It was only two or three weeks ago that they came out. And so. it says heart and mind on it. Uh, yeah, I think those are the ones. Yeah. This shit right here. That's the ones. Yep, that you're showing me there. Yep. So this is the digi pack. Yeah. Okay. 
so yeah, you've got the design there, which looks a bit like plaid, but it's based off of the, yeah. the Digi Camo um, design that they've used. That's a few ironic times. as shit. I and this was May third. This is around the time <clears throat> I just got this. I've always wanted this. Hold on a sec. This is where I'm waiting to see what appears on the screen. I know you don't even really like plaid. You kind of just said that, but I'm gonna show you anyways. <laughs> Yeah, but this is the difference. That is so the the thing that um, is being held up is yeah one of the the Digipack um, shirts, the the pink one with the big um, kind of astronaut on the arm. That's it. Yeah, Classic, this is the yeah. the kind of pink and black version. There's also uh, there was a red version, wasn't there, of that? And yeah, and there's a black uh, blue one. There's a green one, I believe. Yeah, so this is what the shoes are based yeah. off. See the shirts themselves, they don't look like plaid that actually looks like a kind of digi camo design yeah because it's like spaced out kind of exactly it looks but on the shoes on it definitely item. does look plaid because it's like a bit closer and shit it's definitely. not like a big canvas exactly yeah and i think yeah. even um i think even bbc i think in some places or some of the resellers refer to them as plaid as well and mm -hmm. uh, yeah I'm, I'm just not a fan personally yeah i definitely um I'm on the uh, same side as Vince of you as you right now. Still, I can't. I'm looking at them as I'm talking to you, and it's like, nah, I don't know. I, yeah, that's, that's that's not it. And I have to say, I'm probably giving up on the uh, NMD hues as well. I undead stocked a pair. So wait, uh, what the is that is that the silhouette of the shoe? Like that's what it's called, the hues. Yeah, like this one right here. So these are the NMD hues. Yes, that's right. Okay. Yes. Okay. So yeah, uh, we had a, like a sneaker convention here in Helsinki a couple of weeks back. I undead stocked the um, the BBC in store exclusives from uh, from last year. So that's the kind of pink and navy blue striped ones with the the Japanese text on. Damn, they hurt my feet. This is what I find every time I wear the <laughs> the NMDs. They really hurt my feet. So not much support in them, eh? I think there's a lot of support. It's just my, I think my, the shape of my feet just do not suit them at all. Uh, I see. And they're all also, I know other people have had this problem as well. They're, they're a nightmare to actually get on in the first place because they have the new kind of, uh, there's no ankle support there at all. It's just kind of material. It's just mm. a hole to get, kind of get your there's foot your through. Foot in. <laughs> So you're kind of trying to force them on, which I don't yeah. really like anyway. And then, yeah, when I'm walking in a month, they're not really that comfy for me. So, yeah, unless there's some, like, really cool new crazy designs that come out in the coming months or years, I think I'll be um, giving up on the, the NMDs for now. I think I'll probably keep buying um, the tennis user if we see more of those, because I think those are potentially the comfiest shoes I own out of the crazy amount of shoes that i've got now um so if we see more of those in the near future then i'll probably buy more of those but i think i've probably got 20 pairs to undead stock this summer anyway yeah you're pretty much set <laughs> yeah exactly yeah i've got shoes for years <laughs> but i don't know i don't actually know anybody that's actually bought a pair of um these new nmds and also when i looked the digipack yeah and also when i looked at the bbc eu site a couple of days ago so we're probably what two weeks after release, nearly three weeks after release. They still had um, they it's still usually, had pretty much every size available, I think. Yeah, because so. usually stuff like that sells out like damn near instantly, you know? Because it's pretty yeah. like hype collection, the hues. Yeah, well, it was originally. Now I think that's starting to tail off a little Regina. bit. Yeah. 
So hopefully we're going to start seeing a bit more space in between the, the releases and they're not going to keep you know, flooding the market as they have done the last kind of couple of years. See, now, I, I like... I, there was... um, uh, What was it? It was when King did the... Uh, the giveaway challenge, the one that you won. Do you remember that? And one of the challenges was to take a picture wearing or with the new, at the time it was like one of the latest Pharrell Adidas releases, and like the sh- like you had to be wearing a pair of ice creams too. Okay. Can I you, can you vaguely remember? That? Yeah. It was like a pastel kind of like color collection. There's like a lime green, like pink, like. I'm trying to think. It was. Probably back then, it was probably the tennis hues, I imagine. I think that's what it was, the tennis hues. Yeah. It had the three stripes and said Pharrell Williams on the back. Yeah, that would be the, the tennis hues. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So at that time, that was actually the first time I ever like tried on that style of shoe. Yeah. And it's comfortable as shit. Like, it's really fucking comfortable. But me personally, it's like not my style of shoe. Like, I've always been like, I don't know, I, I guess you, they're not even necessarily like... Like, I guess you could call them sporty shoes. I don't know. Like, the Air Force One silhouette. Like, Bapesters. Yeah. Like, what kind of shoe would you call that? It's like... I, I don't know how you'd categorize it, but yeah. Like, yeah, like, but it's just like the overall aesthetic of the shoe. Like, it's not like super thin material, like a mesh kind of like... You know what I'm saying? Like, I like shoes like that. Like, I wish that, you know, with this whole Pharrell Adidas thing, they would try and, like, fuck with a shoe that's, like, more durable. You know what I'm saying? That's just like a... It feels like a shoe. Like, you, you don't feel like you're wearing socks, kind of, like. Yeah. Um, you know you I, I want to see some be, dope shit like that. You may be pleasantly surprised in the, the near future. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I see. I, yo, uh, quick question. How do you feel about the uh, 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 the Chanel Pharrells? Have you seen the shoes that they did? Um, yeah, I've seen bits and pieces of them. Yeah, not in person. I know a few people mm-hmm. that, have, that went to kind of... Um, try and cop a few bits and crazy prices and everything sold out straight away, even at the obscene prices they were. Uh, damn, I can imagine. Sheesh. Yeah, they were, uh, if I remember right, they were like a sort of Stan Smith sort of silhouette, weren't they? Very, yeah, it reminded yeah. me so much of the the boutiques. Yes. Like in that little clip he had, like from a distance, I thought he was wearing boutiques. I'm like, holy fuck, no way. And yeah. I like I, I got the video and like freeze framed it and shit and like zoomed in. I'm like, oh no, this is the new shit. And then yeah. they came out with pictures in their stories, like, the day after. I'm like, holy fuck, it's the new shit. And it just said, uh, <laughs> I, I like the silhouette. I actually like those, but, man, I ain't got that kind of money to pay, on, pay yeah. for shoes, man. Like, one pair of shoes? Nah, man. That's, exactly, that's insane. yeah. That's insane. But they're cool. I, I wouldn't mind having a pair if I could afford it, you know? Yeah, they were very yeah. nice. But, yeah, that it's, um, it was not a um commercial release by Chanel um mm-hmm. at all. It was it was a proper high end Chanel release. You know, and we're talking I can't remember the prices that I was told, but I think yeah, like the jumpers and the retail hoodies were in the thousands basically. Yeah, for sure. They were and crazy. the shoes, if I can remember correctly, the retail on the shoes was three, I think two to three thousand. Yeah. Around there. Or that might have been resale, I don't know. But yeah. regardless, it's, it's definitely not, like, three digits. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a real high-end kind of capsule yeah. collection. Not, um, Yeah, not trying to appeal to, to the likes of us, basically, who are mm-hmm. just kind of, you know, casual Pharrell fans or fashion fans. Yeah. This is really going at Chanel's kind of high-end target audience. 
And Indeed. like I say, they, they seem to sell out, at least in Paris, they, uh, they sold out pretty much everything straight away. So there is obviously um, a need and a want for it amongst the people that have the crazy amounts of money to go and buy it. Uh, what else have we had the last couple of weeks? We've had uh, there's something in the Water Festival, Pharrell's wow. um, inaugural festival down <coughs> in uh, Virginia Beach. This looks crazy. Uh, when this podcast comes out, it will say in the title and in the description uh, whether this has been included or not. But there will be a review of the festival coming uh, from Mr. King of Creams himself, David Travis, and his good friend Ivory, uh, who both went down yeah, there yeah. thanks to uh, their their connections in the uh, in the industry. When you sell expensive shoes to famous people. You get invited to nice events like this. So they had, I think they had artist passes for the weekend. So they were down there schmoozing with uh, all of the all of the celebrities, all of the artists, um, and they are going to have a chat about that. So I, I will either append that to the end of this podcast or it will come out as an episode probably next week at some point. But it seemed to go really really well i'm looking forward to that episode actually so for those that didn't go um and weren't kind of away you know i think the first night was rained off wasn't it there was some kind of crazy yeah, I heard about that. crazy storm down there so fortunate and this is what i kind of really like about this festival and the whole thing behind it you know if this was let's just say if this was in the uk and this was like a big three-day festival all these huge artists, people have paid hundreds and hundreds of pounds to kind of go to it, traveled there. If one of the nights was rained off, people would be going apeshit crazy about it and complaining and, you know, it, this, all you would see is just negative press, negative comments about it. With mm -hmm. this, when it was rained off, you know, they were posting like safety alerts and, and stuff like that. All of the comments I saw from people that were there and people that were kind of watching and following it um, via the likes of Instagram was nothing but positive. It was nothing but, you know, we completely understand, um, you know, we'd rather be kind of kept safe and all that kind of thing than, you know, be stood out on a beach when it's pouring rain and there's thunder and lightning and whatnot. Um, so just a completely different vibe, I think, to what you would normally get at a, a music festival uh, of that kind of proportion. Um, and that's what I think made it kind of so popular and why everyone sort of seems to have had a really, really great time there. Just this kind of great vibe. People were just so happy that, you know, Virginia Beach has now got this event, which hopefully they'll do every year. Annually, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I hope so too, man. Shit. That's like a big deal. Like a big deal. Most definitely, and yeah. you, know, you look at the line up there, and yeah, it, it, as soon as you had NERD slash Pharrell and friends, you know that in, and friends bit in brackets. Yeah. You, when that's Pharrell, I already knew it was gonna be like, like <laughs> he could literally pick anyone from the world of music, yeah, and they're, they're gonna turn up, aren't they? Um, yeah. And and they did basically. You know, you had, you had Pusher there, you had Timberland, you had Missy, you had Snoop. Man. What I really liked, though, I don't mean to cut you off, Go man, on. but, like, it was so good to see, like, because, you know, all of them are from G Virginia, and they have lots of history together, like Pharrell, uh, Pushing Them, Chad, uh, fucking Timberland, Missy, 
like seeing all those guys together. I think Magoo was even there too, no? Mm, uh, maybe, yeah. I'm not sure, yeah. Okay, but yeah, just seeing all of them together, just like, wow, like, it was really like, a, like it's just such a good thing to see, you know? And I caught um, a bit of the Other Tone podcast yeah. that they did, and them talking about, like, each other's productions, uh, Tim and, and, um, and P. Man, that's just crazy to, like, to witness. Even though, like, I wasn't there, watching that felt like I was there, and it's just like, fuck, this is, like, this is this is a big deal. Like, yeah, um, definitely. And I really hope, yeah, yeah, we saw lots of clips and stuff of it. I really hope they release um, some <clears> kind <throat> of video of either the main show or something yeah, that too. the course of a couple of days would be really, That's really cool. That's actually what I was looking forward to. I didn't even know the other shit happened until, like, a couple of days ago. I'm like, whoa, they did, they did this too? Like, I thought it was just performances and shit. So I was just like, damn, I'm not even going to try and look for, like, the snippets on Instagram and stuff. I'm going to wait till like, the full set is just online, like, to watch it in, like, high quality, you know? So yeah. I really hope they do that as well, yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. And, yeah, as you just mentioned, um, Other Tone. So the episode of Other Tone came out yesterday, which they recorded um, during the festivals. Yeah, there's Pharrell, Chad, Timberland, uh, and Teddy Riley um, yeah. oh, as well. Yeah, oh, man, legend. Yeah, definitely. With uh, with Scott uh, Scott Venner there, uh, ho- kind of hosting it. Um, there is a kind of short video on YouTube, which is only about seventeen minutes, I think. But mm-hmm. if you actually go um, to Apple Music, um, then you can get kind of the the full version, which I think is about an hour twenty or something. Um, obviously not the video it's only the audio which again is a bit weird and a bit annoying I would like to have seen the video of the whole thing yeah but yeah you've got like a you've got a short 17 minute video um, and then the the audio version is available um, if you go kind of look that up so yeah definitely check that out and you know listen to them in conversation and yeah hopefully at some point we will get a full version of the kind of sets that happened there and because yeah he he brought out Jay-Z and you know Beyonce (laughs) was there and Man. Like I say, you know, when it comes to, you know, it's Pharrell and friends, you know he can just get on his phone and he can just pull in anybody. Literally, because he's worked with damn near everybody over the years, man. You name an artist, he's worked with them. Whether it be, like, him writing for them or, like, production or just featuring on a song. Yeah. He did that, man. And obviously, as part of all of their sort of all of his shows and the NERD shows, they have that little uh, kind of medley and medley uh, part. Yeah, I've At the start of the last third, normally, um, where you get a few of the tracks. Obviously, in this instance, he brings out the people he does that medley of. So, let's say yeah. you had Snoop, you had Buster, you had Diddy. Yeah. Oh uh, man. You know, Jay came oh. out. Just, <laughs> oh, just crazy. And then they that was like back to back too. So like that's just like what the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's crazy. Man, I really hope they 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 make that an annual thing, man. Like, the world needs that, man. Fuck hip hop. The world needs that. Like. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, and I know they're definitely <laughs> Yo, trying man. to. Um, and I think this went really well. Like I said, I've seen nothing but kind of positive reviews and feedback of it. So, uh, you know, and I think all of kind of. Virginia, Virginia Beach kind of embraced mm-hmm. it and was really into it as well. You know, they did a they did you know a big kind of pop up church service. They had a lot of local mm. businesses there. Um, you obviously like BBC Ice Cream were there as well with their merch for the thing. You had Cactus uh, Plant Flea Market doing merchandise as well, yeah, uh, as well as lots of local businesses. You know, food and merch and stuff like that. So. Hopefully, it had a real positive impact on the kind of area and the community, and um, and they I try and get it. I, done I heard every that year. it did. 
I heard that it really did have a, a positive impact on like Virginia Beach, Virginia. Like, yeah. And that's the thing, you know, festivals really can, good. big festivals like that can go, they can go one way or the other. They can be an absolute shit fest where it's just thousands of drunken people mm. make, making a mess, causing problems, you know, flooding and inundating a, a kind of town that isn't used to it. Or they can hopefully, you know, be like this is and be a real kind of positive impact and all of the community mm. kind of gets behind it and wants to enjoy it and... Yeah, I heard there's lots of, like, local businesses that were involved. They're making lots of, like, money and stuff. And I could imagine, like, the hotels out there is probably crazy, too. Yeah, they were. I know I know. when I was looking at tickets, um, myself and a couple other people looked at hotels and everything was kind of booked out. Yeah. I, know, I know when, you know, Dave, I think he drove down there, like, the, the madman he is. And he was staying... Yeah, kind of outside of uh, outside of town because he couldn't get anything nearby. So mm-hmm. I know he had like I think a bit of a drive-in each day. So, but yeah, I'm sure he will talk about that um, when he. I think he recorded last night. Hopefully, so as in when he sends me the audio, I will, as I say, either add it to the end of this podcast or it will go up in a week or two where he talks mm-hmm. about his whole experience and. Uh, what he thought about it and what he saw and what he did and all that kind of thing. Yeah, man, I'm looking forward to that, bro. Yeah, definitely. That must have been quite the experience, bro. Yeah, and I'm, I'm gutted. That's, like, that's like a dream, yeah? That's like a dream, for real. Like, just thinking about it is like, wow. Because, yo, it's crazy because I don't... There's probably a few people out there. I don't know, not everyone does this, but, like, I have, like, this fucking... Cause, like, I'm a huge, huge Pharrell... Damn, like aside from like the clothes and all of that shit, like it started with the music, specifically Pharrell, Neptune's, NERD, like you know what I'm saying? So the mm-hmm. whole Star Trek shit. So I have this playlist. It's like it's like divided amongst like three different playlists at this time, cause that's a long story. I get into that later. But <laughs> this phone right here, this phone right here has. Oh, I gotta scroll to the bottom of this. This one has 500 songs that are, like, all produced, written by, and or featuring Pharrell or Chad, right? And then I have another one on this phone that has, and it's all different songs. They're not, like, duplicates and shit. This one has 274. Then I have a Spotify playlist that has, like, close to a 1,000 and something. I don't know. But anyways... The point I'm trying to make is that I always have this music playing, like, daily. Yeah. Amongst other things that I listen to, but, like, it's mainly this stuff. Like, because I've always... It's like I grew up on it. It's like an era that, like, I'm really, like... Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm really, really, like, in that era. So, like, yeah, man. I love the the music, this, the aesthetic, the meaning behind it. Like, you know what I'm saying? How it motivates me, how it makes me, like, you know, deal with certain emotions and shit. And it's just, like, really positive vibes to just have, like, even playing subtly, like, throughout your day and shit. But, um, yeah, like, just a, for a person like me and having that, like, daily in my life and going to a festival like that, that's literally, like, a dream. Because it's, like, the music is living in front of you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's just, like, crazy to witness. I can only imagine that to be, like, wow. So I really hope they make it an annual thing so I can get the chance to... You know what I'm saying? Pop up to one of those and just live that out. Yeah, definitely. If, if, and if they do make it an annual thing, then um, 
yeah, I think myself and Dave and a few other people have already chatted about it. We'll have to try and do a an others kind of a meet up and recording of some Hell kind. Yeah. And, you know, just get get a whole bunch of us down there and uh, you know enjoy ourselves. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's move on then. Let's let's get on to you. Let's talk about you. This All is right, man. this is your time. Let's start with. Um, Let's start with the clothes and then we'll, we'll kind of get on to the, the music and stuff. Right. You did just kind of touch on there that, you know, you're, you've been into the music itself for a long time as well as the, as well mm-hmm. as the clothes. I think most people on Instagram will know you because of your, not just kind of the, the buying and selling, but also your kind of, you know, large personal collection of rarities and, and mm-hmm. things like that. So how did you kind of first get started in the, the collecting of it all? All right, well, I'll just, like, kind of, kind of give you, like, this little timeline. So, like, how it really, like, we're, we're, we're all, like, stemmed from. So, as as I mentioned prior, just, like, you know, it was the uh, the um the music that I was really into. I was super, like, into Pharrell's production specifically at the time because he didn't have much of, like, solo music. But it was a lot of the Neptune's production that I knew Pharrell. I didn't know much about Chad. For a while, I didn't even know Chad was, like, involved like i thought it was just pharrell and then i'm like oh this guy does it with him too like this is so dope and he's filipino that's that's amazing because like at that time i grew up around lots of filipinos like a lot of my best friends were filipinos i'm like oh wow there's like a famous filipino guy that makes this like really dope ass hip-hop music and shit you know what i'm saying so like that was a cool thing for me too but um yeah just stem from all of that and um one day i turned on i, I believe it was B- bet i believe it was bet i was like 11 years old I'm watching BET and the front video comes on. I'm like, wow. This is like the first time I'm hearing the song, everything. And I'm like, this is the guy. Like, okay, like he has a song now. Like he's singing. Like I didn't, you know what I'm saying? So I'm taking it in. I'm like, really? Like this is, this is so dope. Like it's interesting, right? So I'm just like captivated by the visuals. And I'm like noticing this shirt that he's wearing. I'm like, what the hell is BBC? Like I'm trying to like make it out because like he's moving and shit, right? And I read it. It's Billionaire Boys Club. And I see like, you know, other like subtle placements of the logos throughout the video. Because like I'm very like, I'm very like, uh, um, I guess analytical of like when it comes to shit like that. I'm really like, you know, I'm a... I'm big, big on attention to detail, so I'm watching these things. I'm like, oh, there's that logo again in the corner, and then the shots where they show the, the, uh, it's like the little cupboards that have the folded up clothes and the shoes in them. Like I know there's different pairs of like Bapes and shit, but I just saw these shoes that had stars. I didn't know they were Bapes, so I'm like, Yo, what the hell? Like those Nikes have stars. Like what the fuck is that? Like you know? And I saw the the folded up BBC tees, and then I see this Asian guy with this shirt that says a bathing ape. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what is that? And his hat said bathing ape. I'm like, yo, that's kind of cool. Like, the way the letters and the logo looks. So after that, I Googled both of them. I typed it in Google. I'm like, billionaire boys club. I couldn't really find anything. I'm like, all right, whatever. Bathing ape. And then I find the Bape website, but it's in Japanese. Because they didn't have Bape US at the time. Like, it wasn't even a thing. This is 2003. So I'm like, what the f- what? Like, what is this? Like, I'm trying to, like... I'm just clicking shit because I didn't I didn't have a translator. I didn't have like, you know, none of those built in like apps into the Internet to kind of just, you know, warp everything into English or whatever. So I'm just clicking random shit and it's just bringing me to different pages. And I'm seeing some of the clothes and the layouts. And they had this song that was playing on the the website. It's like a beat. It's like on loop and shit. I'm like, what? This is so cool. But like, why is it like Jap- like what Japan? Like, is this Japanese? I didn't know what it was. It just wasn't like, you know, I just knew it was some like some sort of Asian language, you know, and it just like, yeah. 
I'm just taking it all in. I'm like, wow, this is really, really dope. So I just started to follow it since then. You know what I'm saying? So then came, I guess you could say like a couple years later, I want to say like maybe 2005, because uh, I, I was following it in between and then I, I heard about the release. Like I found out that the BBC thing was the uh, was like a, a a partnership basically between Pharrell and the Nigo guy that saw the video. I'm like, oh, that's the guy. Cause I'm seeing pictures in like these blog posts and, and stuff like that, right? So, I'm like, oh, that's the guy that was in the video wearing the babe thing. Like, I put two and two together. I'm like, oh, that's him. So, oh, they they had this brand together. That's amazing. Cause I like this brand already. Like, so what? This is Pharrell's brand too. This is even better. Like, I'm so like, you know what I'm saying? So, I'm just really into it. I'm following it. And then I see that they're doing shoes. I'm like, wow, these shoes look like they're so cool. Like, the box looks like ice cream. Like, what the? Like, you know, it's just, imagine being like 11, 12, and then just like all of these things are like popping up. It's just like this new hype. But it's like not everyone knows about it. Like, it's just like me and maybe like two of my friends knew because I told them. And they're like, yo, this is dope. So they were like into it because of me. But like, they're not super like, you know, like as intrigued and like really like into it as I was. Like, they're kind of like just appreciated for what it was. But they're not like, yo, I need to have this. Uh, like, I need to find out more. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I was. I'm like, how do I get my hands on this shit? Then I see the prices. I'm like, oh my God. Like, they make this just for famous people. There's no way I'm going to buy this ever in life. Like, what the fuck? Like, they made this for people like them. This is, I swear, like, this brand was just made for famous people. Like, you got to be rich and famous to be able to buy it. Like, that's my, like, what I was thinking as a kid. So I'm like, how the fuck am I going to afford this stuff? And then um, I think 2006... Fast forward to 2006, they have, uh, well, around that time, season two of BBC Ice Cream. But there's this uh, boutique around the way, around by uh, where I live in downtown Toronto. It's called Livestock. And it's the only boutique in Canada that just so happened to have an account with BBC Ice Cream and was carrying their, their earliest seasons, well, current seasons, in store. So when I found that out, I was like, holy shit, because like, I'm, I'm, I'm a super fan, right? So I'm always on the website. I'm always looking at the new releases, and, like, I did this thing where I would always fill up my cart and, like, pretend to check out. I was like, all right, like, you know, and just kind of, like, it was weird. I'm just I was a little kid just, like, on the, on the side, just, like, really drooling over all of this shit. Like, man, one, one day I'm going to get this stuff. Like, you know, one day, one day. So, um, yeah, in that, uh, the website, there was a part where they showed the, uh, the retailers. So I'm looking to see if, like, you know, like, when are we going to get something in Canada? Like, it was showing everywhere but Canada. And then all of a sudden it says livestock. I'm like, wait a minute, like that's up the street. Like what? So I ran to the store and I just seen the shit in front of me. I was like, holy fuck, like this is amazing. I got to like feel it, like the quality. I noticed the tag was like this like suede material and it was like a flag almost. I'm like, what the fuck? Like I've never seen this on clothes before. It was so like high quality. At that time it literally was a luxury streetwear brand. This shit was insane. So I'm just seeing this stuff, and I made it, like, a ritual of mine to, like, visit the store every chance I got. So, like, sometimes before, like, if I was one of those days where, like, I started class late, cause, you know what I'm saying? Like, I kind of skipped a few periods or whatever happened. You know what I'm saying? I'm just young in high school and shit. At this time, I'm like, fuck it, whatever. Sometimes I would skip school to just go to the store and, like, just hang out with my friends, play basketball, then go to the store and just look at the clothes and shit, right? So I'll do that, and then sometimes I'll visit them after school. So it was just, like, a thing I always did. I was just, like, into it, super, super into it. But then um, I started to get this, uh, I had this job downtown at, like, what was it called? Johnny Rockets. I saved, like, my first 
two paychecks and bought a shirt from uh, Livestock. The shirts were like, I think there was like basically like 200 Canadian dollars. So Do like you remember which paycheck. design it was? Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna get into that. I'm just trying to remember the exact amount. But it was, uh, yeah, it was about 200 Canadian. So I bought a shirt and I forgot what else I bought. It wasn't anything BBC ice cream, but I think I bought a G Shock or some shit like that. I bought something. But anyways, it was the. I remember for sure I got a black, uh, BBC ice cream tea. It was the money rolls. There's the one that has like the different money rolls on it. It's like a yellow and a blue one. Yeah. And on the back it has the arch logo that says Billionaire Boys Club. That was the first shirt I ever bought. And I ruined it, and I'm so, like, pissed that I did that over the years because I had it for a very long time, and I wore it every chance I had. Like, fuck it, I'm putting this shit on. I paid $200 for this shirt. Like, I wore it with pride. Like, you know what I'm saying? So um, I regret not cherishing it. But, um, yeah, hopefully I'm across – one day I'm going to come across that again. But, um, yeah, it started with that. So that was my first, like, official piece was uh, BBC Money Rolls Tea. And, yeah, I didn't really – spend too much time trying to save up more money to like get the stuff like then because there's a lot of shit that was going on in my life at the time and i'm like i can't just keep spending 200 dollars on shirts like i want to get a hoodie next and that's like 500 dollars. like you know what i'm saying like i that's a lot for me right now i can't like do that i got other things to like take care of and try to like work towards and then you know what i'm saying i started to get into music and stuff at the time but that's a whole nother other story but anyways um yeah i started recollecting like when i officially jumped back into it i'm like all right now i'm gonna really like get all the shit I ever wanted as a kid, was 2014. And that started with one day I was just, like, outside smoking and shit. I'm, like, because I was really into uh, vintage, like, just everything vintage. I was into, like, vintage starter, Tommy Hilfiger, like, polo. Like, I was really, like, on my 90s kind of shit, like, at the time, right? So I was getting a lot of that shit off of eBay and, like, local thrift shops, etc. And I'm on eBay looking for shit, and I'm, like... What the fuck? Why don't I look for like some old ice cream shit? I'm here looking for all these old other brands. Why don't I look to see if that's on eBay? And I'm like, I've never done that before on eBay. Like I always go on eBay to look for like five specific things. It's one of those five brands I mentioned, like vintage, right? So I'm like, fuck it. I'm gonna look for some vintage BBC ice cream, vintage bait. Boom. Type that shit in. And I just started seeing like all like the early season stuff. I'm like, wow, this is insane. Like it's actually here. Fuck it. I'm gonna start getting it. And that's how I started collecting. <clears throat> it was basically off eBay. And then I started, like, posting shit on Instagram as I was getting it. I'm, like, wearing it in my pictures and shit. And, like, that's how I started coming in contact with, like, people like yourself and uh, uh, King of Creams. And, like, you know, like, George, like, a, a bunch of other people on Instagram that's really in that BBC ice cream community. And I started sharing knowledge with, like, you know, and information with certain people and, like, you know, uh, talking about our collections, etc., and that's how I started getting more pieces through trades. And then I meet people like overseas that are really like kind of out the game and they have a lot of shit just laying around. Like, hey, I, I see that you're interested in, in this stuff. Like, you wear a lot of this stuff. Like, I got this shit laying around. Like, it kind of means nothing to me now. Like, I'll give it to you for this much, whatever. Boom. Like, that's how I kind of like expanded my personal collection. And um, yeah, that just like kept like it was like a snowball effect and it just fucking tumbled into where it is now. Just like ridiculous. But um, yeah, it stemmed through. That that music video, man, seeing the fronting all the way down to fucking seeing the the shit in in person in my city, you know what I'm saying? And then, yeah, finally having that epiphany one day to fucking look for the shit on eBay, and then it turned into this crazy mess. (laughs) Yeah. It literally is a crazy mess, man. Look at this shit. It's a crazy mess. (laughs) Yeah, I can... Yeah, so for those listening, yeah, I'm seeing uh, what, what goes on in the background, yeah. 
<laughs> it's uh, yeah, I'm I'm similar as well. I have luckily a kind of big walk-in closet in the apartment, and that is literally the whole thing is just full of BBC ice cream stuff. Yeah, I could imagine, bro. And it's yeah, get, getting slightly ridiculous. So time to yeah. time to lay off it a little <laughs> bit at least. And it's like every chance, like every day, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna chill. I'm not gonna buy no more shit because I don't need any. It's not like I need any of this stuff. It's like a really strong desire. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like it's very that. tempting. It's like I don't need this, but I really want it. It's like I can get it right now if I want to, but it's like, do I need to get it? You know what I'm saying? And it's just like sometimes I'll be like, fuck it, I'm not getting it. Give someone else the chance. And then I end up regretting this shit. I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to find something. And I find some shit. I'm like, fuck, now. Nah. It's just like more shit taking up space and more laundry to do. Because I hand, I hand wash all of my stuff. So it's, it's a really big hassle to like maintain this fucking ridiculous collection. So yeah. I can imagine. I'm trying to yeah. chill, man. I'm trying to chill. I feel the pain. I feel it. <laughs> so, so out of all of the, the bits that you've got there right now, What's mm-hmm. your what's your personal favorite piece that you own? Um, personal favorite. It's a tough one, but I right now I actually want to say this Star Trek jacket. The season I think this was season two or one one of the first, one of the two. <clears throat> if it's not this, it's the uh, the black uh, Swarovski Coman the original. I have the black one. It's in there somewhere. But yeah, that one and. Probably, if we're, if we're talking just BBC ice cream, it's either this, the Star Trek jacket, the, the Coleman, Swarovski Coleman, or I want to say my velour tracksuit, if not my running dog bucket hat, the white one. It's a lot of shit, man. Because yeah, it's like, it's, it's stuff change, that I've, I've yeah. The, yeah, there's stuff that like I always wanted as a kid. And the stuff like I specifically had in that that fake shopping cart that I had, you know, yeah. I'm trying to like, pretend to check out. There's a lot of that stuff that I have now, so it's like I'm really happy to have them, and they're a lot of my favorite pieces. But it's really hard to like pick, Just pick one, one single. Yeah. yeah, so I have like a group of favorites, but I can't really pick one. It's really tough, man. And what's your what's your grail piece? What's one item that you don't have that you You'd, re- you'd really like, you'd really like in the collection. If you saw it on eBay or if you saw it on Instagram, you'd be like, yep, instant purchase. For BBC ice cream? Yeah. Uh, I would say the black boutiques, the black D&D uh, boutiques. Okay. With the red and red and blue D&D. Or the yellow running dog full zip hoodie. I was never a fan of that all over running dog print, I have to say. Yeah, that's that's one of the first like things I actually like really wanted, and I was like I couldn't afford it. They had that in store at Livestock, and the shit was like I think six something Canadian. Yeah, and it just like it's insane to even think at that time being like fourteen and shit. It was insane to even think of like paying six hundred dollars for a fucking sweater. Like I I couldn't even like beg my mom to like you know what I'm saying like let me some change or something like mom can you. Be- can you pay for this much and then I'll try and work towards the rest or da da da? Like I couldn't. I tried all that shit as a kid. Like no, nah, my mom was like, "You're you're fucking you're ridiculous." No, this is one sweater. It's not like you're trying to get like five of them or something. Like you know, like that's kind of more understanding, understandable. But one sweater for six hundred dollars Canadian, like no, nah, I couldn't. No, I'm I'm a few years it. older than you, and I think I was, I think I was working um, by the time BBC kind of came out. 
Yeah. And I used to travel up to London to, to kind of queue up and buy pieces and stuff at the, again, like the one boutique in the UK that had them. But even as someone that used to work for, you know, full time for a living, yeah. handing over that amount of money for, you know, a polo Mind shirt it. or a t-shirt or whatever, even then I'd be like, oh, what the fuck am I yeah. doing? Like, is this like really you, worth it? Is it? Yeah, mm. man. You gotta have those conversations with yourself. It's like, fuck, like, should I... But I said, I said all this like, back then. I yeah, I said all this back then, and I say it to myself constantly now. And I'm still, <laughs> I'm still sat here rebuying the all of that things. stuff from back then for double yeah. the price. So it's like, ah, oh, yeah. here we go again. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough, man. It's tough. So if really people, um, if people want to kind of follow your collection and potentially purchase bits from you, that's on the OG Vault account. Is that right? Yeah, correct. So the OG Vault is just like my uh, my my shop basically, where I just sell like specifically vintage BBC ice cream and vintage uh, bait products and stuff. All right, we'll put a yeah. link in the show notes to that, and then you also and that's like all stuff that's like separate from my personal collection. I I might post some some of my personal collection, but just as like gallery. You know what I'm saying? They're not necessarily for sale, but. A lot of the stuff I do post is for sales, but that's separate from my personal collection. I don't really like wear the stuff that's for sale. Yeah. Just for people like out there trying to like, you know, understand it. Cause a lot of people see my collection and they think that's, that's the OG vault, like what's on the page. And that's not the case. It's completely separate. Yeah. And then what I like about your, uh, selling style, whatever it might be is yeah, your, as you always say, communication is key. Yeah. And I, I appreciate that in someone that buys and sells stuff that, uh, you know, you, you know what the value of something is. It has a price, but, you know, you're always open to uh, discussions and offers. Yeah. And, you know, as long as they're not stupid, always. obviously. Um, you know, so I think myself and other people that, uh, that follow you kind of appreciate that. And certainly the people that buy from you, I'm sure, appreciate that as well. Thank you. And, and also you... Um, you also drop a bit of knowledge in terms of, you know, vape and BBC and ice cream on your other account, which is uh, History Vault. Correct. Yep. So, yeah, if you uh, if you want to know some of the origins of vape and BBC and ice cream or things that have happened throughout the years, different releases, how and where things were made, all that kind of stuff, then make sure you check out um, History Vault as well because, yeah, there's loads of uh, really interesting posts on there. And even every now and again, they'll even be, you'll post something and I'm like, oh, shit, even I didn't know that. Or like, is that true? Is that definitely? <laughs> and even I get schooled sometimes and I, I like to think I know yeah. a, a fair amount about this stuff. Yeah, and it's like, I'm... I'm <clears throat> at the end of the day I'm still a student of all of this stuff like I've been a fan of it for I think what 16 years now but like I don't know everything about these two brands there's still so much shit that I don't know you know so it's like every day I I learn sh shit that I didn't know before it was like I would know something and it's like it's like something attached to that something that I know it's like oh that part too like I didn't know that was they had some sort of correlation like that type that kind of sort of stuff you know so always learning daily and i, I try my best to share it with everyone and that's basically what i, I made that page for was just to like share my cumul accumulated knowledge from like over the years and stuff and just translating a bunch of like the magazines and books that i have from babes specifically because bbc ice cream didn't really do any look books like that so all the babe stuff comes from like the old magazines <clears throat> that i translate 
And yeah, just talking to people like like I mentioned before, like different collectors around the world, people that know these kind of things, people that were there with certain people, people that worked at the stores, etc. And um yeah, mainly the, the magazines and stuff like that. So that's where a lot of this stuff comes from and shit that I knew as a kid. And I'm sure, you know, a lot of people that follow you appreciate. I know I appreciate, because I know there's a lot of us out there that have been collecting since day one, still collect and have a lot of knowledge about this stuff. But I know personally, like, I just can't be bothered to, like, be posting shit on Instagram all the time. <laughs> but it's it's good to know that there's someone out there that's kind of actually dedicated to doing it and uh, helping kind of... Um, school a lot of the the younger people uh that are kind of coming into it as well and kind of dropping all this uh this knowledge on everybody as well and putting the effort into yeah. doing that so it's definitely appreciated throughout the uh the community i know that for sure let's wrap up because we're going quite long here we'll wrap up um yeah how, how long has it been yeah well how over been? an hour so far let's see what i can get the yeah. edit down to <laughs> but let's um let's quickly talk about um your music as well that we've kind of briefly mentioned uh a couple of yeah. times all right. And as you said, you, you had an album out um, towards the end of last year. And then yeah. you also recently put out uh, the Bape God video. Really Music nice video. video. Really nice Thank track, you. I have to say. Thank you very much. So, yeah, just, just give us kind of, a, a I guess, a, a quick overview of um, your music, what you've released, what's out at the moment, what you're kind of working on, perhaps, all that kind of stuff. Okay. All right, well, uh, for starters, I've been making music, like, seriously, you know what I'm saying, taking it serious and stuff since 2009, so about 10 years now. Uh, I've been, like, you know, putting music out since then and just trying to, like, make a name for myself in the industry and, like, local scenes and abroad. I've done lots of shows opening for, like, big-name artists from, like, uh, Wu-Tang to fucking... Uh, like D Block, a lot of like classic OGs, you know, a few new people like Kendrick and uh, ASAP Rocky, that kind of stuff. Juicy J was well, OG, but at the time it was kind of like in that resurgence era of like him dropping music again. But uh, yeah, just like a whole bunch of stuff in and out of Canada, well Toronto, and um, yeah, I dropped a few projects during the, those those years, like 2010 to like 14. My last project was out 2014 called Northern Playlist to Get High Music. It was actually inspired by Outkast, Southern Playlist to Cadillac Music. So it was just like a play on that that album title. And then it was just sonically just a compilation of like all my earliest musical inspirations balled up into one big project. And um, yeah, fast forward to 2018, because that's when A Bathing Ape in the Hotbox dropped. Um, yeah, I was just in that, that mode of like, you know, just trying to get back onto the scene and like, you know, continue to make a name for myself and uh, network. So um, I had to like rebrand a bit, but like, it was it was like a natural occurrence. It's not one of those where I had to like sit down and kind of like think of like, okay, like how do I reintroduce myself? Cause like the time between my last album, which was Northern Playlist to Get High Music to the new one was uh, four years. And like I mentioned earlier, I started my recollection of BBC Ice Cream and Babe 20, 2014. So this is like a few months after I dropped the album, I started like my collection and stuff. So like my style kind of changed into what it is now. And a lot of that did uh, go back into the music as well. Cause like I kind of, I went to backtrack into all of the shit I used to listen to 
as a kid in that specific era of like Neptunes and like what was popping in the early 2000s and shit. So that kind of had <clears throat> played a part on that as well for like my musical style and like preference and like my cadence and that type of stuff. It came from all of that because it was like what I was constantly absorbing and digesting like daily. Like I'm always, I, I like every day I was watching like videos and shit and like, like I mentioned before, I had the playlist running and then I'm like, I'm with my bro Raz making beats and we're making beats that are like, you know, on that, that level of like, it's all original production, but like on that level of like clips, Hell Half No Fury, kind of like mixed with cool kids and a little bit of like, I don't know, I guess you could say like currency or some shit for the read references and stuff like that. So that's kind of like how that new style came to be for my artists like myself, the six letter, like in my, <clears throat> in my music and shit. That came from that, just like that daily, like, you know, uh, routine of me just digesting the stuff that I was really like into as a kid, turned into that. So boom, then comes the project. I put that out and working on visuals. There's a few more that I got to put out before I jump into this new project. Um, but the new project, I guess I could give you all the titles. So the new project is going to be called Epiphany, but it's going to be spelled with P-I-F-F instead of, yeah. So Epiphany, Epiphany. So that's going to be the album. I might drop something in between. You know what I'm saying? I might just drop a little a little short EP in between before the the big boys. So be on the lookout for that. Lots of new music coming. I'm always working on stuff. I'm always <clears throat> writing every chance I get. So there's always going to be music. And um, a lot of great expansions to the vault coming very soon as well. I'm trying to you know bring that to another level. Launch a website, etc. So... Yeah, just be on the lookout for a lot of vault coming real soon. A lot of vault and a lot of music from the six letters. So yeah, nice. That's what we like. All right, we'll we'll make sure all the uh, all the links are in the show notes uh, to your various pages and to where people can obviously stream the music and watch the videos and all that stuff. But but yeah, you know if you if people listening, if you're a you're a hip hop fan and you haven't for whatever reason come across um this stuff then i highly recommend that you you go and check it out really good stuff all right let's uh let's wrap it up there because we're nearly at an hour and a half um you can find the show notes and all of the other episodes and all of our information over at the others.net you can find us on instagram at oh what are we others podcast on instagram Yes, others podcasts. Yeah, That's others right. Podcast, yeah. <laughs> it's, been, it's been so long <laughs> since I last did this, I couldn't remember. Yeah, oh, others yeah. podcasts. That's it. And you can find me at at Steve R Penny. Uh, and where can people find yourself? Uh, you can find me at the six letter at T H E the number six T H L E T T E R, or my shop account at O G V L T, or at History Vault which is the word history, H-I-S-T-O-R-Y-V-L-T on Instagram. So one of those three accounts, you can, you can hit me up. Great stuff. And yeah, if you're listening to this in a, in a podcast app, then scroll down and the direct link will be down there in the show notes for you to go and have a look and go and follow and make sure you do. All right, well, we'll wrap it up there. You can, as I say, follow us on all those different places, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and everything else. Um, you probably won't hear Dave's recollection of something in the water after this because this is really, really long. But keep your eyes peeled for that in the coming weeks. And um, we'll leave it for there. So uh, we'll speak to you next time, everyone. Bye-bye.
Peace.